Welcome to the Azure Podcast, a series of short discussions on various topics related to the Microsoft Cloud Platform. Your hosts, Kale Tita, Evan Basilic, and Sajid Mello, discuss a specific topic on each show to give you a high-level overview of that topic and resources to get more information should you wish to dig further. For more information on our show, please see our website at azpodcast.com. Well, welcome to the Azure Podcast. This is episode number seven. Topic today is Windows Azure Active Directory, or WAD, as it's popularly called. This uh, episode of uh, Windows of the, of the Azure Podcast will be broadcast uh, around Thanksgiving. So we'd like to wish everybody in the United States a uh, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys are enjoying your turkey. And uh, definitely uh, uh, the, the two people I'd like to uh, wish as well are on Skype with me. But and so uh, without further ado, let's just get started with that. My name is Sajita Mello. I'm uh, an active consultant with Microsoft based out of New Jersey. And on Skype, I have my two esteemed colleagues, Kale Teeter and Evan Vasilik. Guys, please introduce yourself. Hi, this is Kale. I'm also MCS AppDev Consultant in the New York region. And this is Evan, uh, and I'm a support uh, escalation engineer in the Windows team supporting Windows Azure. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for joining. Now, um, you know, when people talk about WAD, uh, the first thing that does come to mind is that this is something like putting Azure in the cloud. It's just it's just as simple as that. I mean, uh, not Azure, but Active Directory in the cloud. And I and I know it's not as simple as that. So, Evan, could you give us uh, the listeners a brief understanding on what the basics of this particular service offering are? Sure, Sajid. Thanks. Um, so, Windows Azure Active Directory it's it's a REST based service. Uh, you know, so we've got a web service on the on the front end of it. It's not LDAP. So it, it services some of the basic concepts of on-premises AD, and it integrates with on-premises AD. But it, is, it doesn't have some of the core functionalities of, of AD. Um, it integrates with O365, CRM, a number of different third-party software-as-a-service applications. Um, we've got multi-factor authentication in it. It uh, supports single sign-on, same sign-on, and we'll, we'll talk about some of that you know, a little bit later on. But it, it gives you a wide range of Authentic, authentication capabilities. One of the things that comes up is, you know, why? What, why did Microsoft uh, create uh, this this particular service offering? What kind of gaps does it hope to fill? And the way I look at it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, is that WAD lets you have a single source of ident- authority on identity for both the internal and internet-based users. All right. This is a challenge that a number of customers are facing as they start putting out cloud applications and they're struggling with whether to create a separate set of identity for users in the in the cloud versus internal users, and that has its own problems. So this is uh, a solution that we're offering, which helps them have a uniform set of identity across both internet internet and internal applications. One of the the nice things. Uh, one of the advantages here is that if a user happens to leave the firm, you don't have to go about hunting all the places where that user's credentials are. It's just in one place. You delete it, and uh, you know they have lost their access to all the cloud applications as well. And uh, one of the, uh, the the tools that's available to the IT administrator to keep the two things in sync is something called DurSync, 
which can, can help to synchronize, you know, objects from the um, on-premise uh, AD infrastructure to the WAD in the cloud. Does that uh, make sense, guys? Yeah, one, one of the things I always think about, too, is, is is when to use this and when not to use this. And um, when I talk about that, I think about a couple different things. I've had customers approach and say, well, this is great. It sounds like you have Active Directory up in Azure now, so I guess I don't need my own premise. And that's not a that's not a good statement. So uh, when you think about the functionality that's provided here, this doesn't fully replace all the features that we have in the on-premise version of uh, Active Directory. Um, Active Directory has has matured over the years, and it does a lot of different features now. But you know, when you look at what can be stored inside the directory, uh, it's primarily users when you're talking about the Windows Azure Active Directory, as opposed to on-premise where we can do things like computer objects and services and a bunch of different uh, things inside there. And, and the other thing to think about is kind of what Sajit was talking about with the whole internal and Internet users. Um, coming from a web background, a lot of customers I've seen in the past uh, end up having to invent this stuff every time they would spin up an application. Um, so they would come along with, uh, let's just say, an e-commerce application and say, well, I need a, a user repository. I need some way to store these users' identities, um, some way to authenticate them. And you get into issues of now you have to store a password. It has to be encrypted. And if you're taking credit cards, you have to maintain all these things. So when you talk about, well, we have a proven product that works um, for securely storing identities and, and user objects, um, this is a great thing that can fill that void if you have internet applications and and need that that type of thing. So Evan, um, maybe you could speak a little bit about how we kind of got here. Um, what what happened? How did we progress to the point that we now have this this offering? Sure. So yes. Yeah, so uh, theoretically, really, where this comes from is AD is this fantastic super tool on premises, right? It it allows you to manage your identities and your you know, servers and your users internally with this central operation. So everybody likes that capability. We wanted to replicate that in the cloud. So this was actually, a, it's kind of funny, it, it, the Windows Azure Active Directory is a relatively new name, um, it's a relatively new service, but the actual underlying features and functionality and the service itself has been in existence for a long time. The only reason you may or may not have heard of it or known about it is because the only workload using this functionality uh, in the first place was Office 365. So it got lumped in with Office 365 authentication. Um, in the last year or so, we've really kind of made a concerted effort to broaden this out and provide this functionality as a service to the Windows Azure world. And if you've been doing uh, Office 365 auth for a little while, what you noticed is probably about you know middle of this year, you know, maybe around, you know, this summer, uh, late spring, your Microsoft Online PowerShell objects became the Windows Azure Active Directory PowerShell objects. Um, so it, it creates a little bit of confusion for the Office 365 folks, but ultimately it really is the, the indication that this is underlying one complete service. Um, also, this, this Windows Azure AD is starting to pull in some of the features of ACS, which has existed in Azure for a little while. Um, Kale, can you kind of talk about uh, some of that functionality? Sure, Evan. Yeah, ACS was uh, one of the first offerings um, before we had uh, what we consider WAD right now. And what ACS, it stood for uh, Access Control Service, and really what that was about was a federation service. 
Um, before we had the ability to store the user objects and those types of things in, in Windows Azure, uh, we had this federation uh, service that we offered. And what you could do is things like um, if we have an application and we want to use somebody's Facebook credentials, per se, to allow them to log on with. I'm sure a lot of our users have, have seen that with websites. Uh, what was happening behind the scenes there was we would set that up, we would set that configuration up in ACS. So we would build a config up there that says, for this type of application, these people are going to pass this data over. Maybe their email address is their username in this case. And what we want to do is turn around and send that over to Facebook. And so that's how you would set that relationship up. And then what happens is your application would then point to the ACS service. Um, so we could swap that out at will. We could have multiple even. We could say, well, you can use your Facebook and your Yahoo and maybe even ADFS. So you could use, you know, expose your Active Directory on-premise um, to the ACS service and have um, your users actually using that. So it was kind of a nice product there for the federation space, and it's just gotten bigger now with, with Windows Azure Active Directory. Um, you know, maybe, Sajit, you, you could speak a little bit about from the development side, like how do we actually access uh, WAD? Sure, yeah, that's uh, certainly do that. As uh, one of you guys mentioned earlier, I think it was Evan that you know it, uh, the WAD is not uh, an LDAP-based uh, service. It doesn't support the LDAP protocol. Being that it's up in the cloud, LDAP is not very suited for for that kind of environment. So it uses REST. But the problem is because it doesn't support LDAP, you can't use all the traditional tools that you're used to uh, in accessing AD on-premise. You may have used things like AD Explorer or a whole bunch of suite of open-source LDAP tools, and you just can't use them uh, with WAD. So uh, Microsoft came up with something called the Graph API, which is essentially a set of APIs that let you do similar functionality on WAD. Okay, you can do things like, you know, retrieving a list of users, groups, contacts for the peoples in your, you know, in your organization in WAD. Uh, you know, finding out uh, detailed tenant information, the user and group information, verifying group membership whether a user is in a particular group, modification of codes of groups and group membership, updating a user's password, for example, and then finally, you know, if you need to disable an account. So all of these can be. Uh, you know, you could use uh, both uh, scripts as well as uh, .NET uh, APIs to write your own programs to to integrate uh, this fu- functionality inside your administrative tools and have full uh, uh, full access into WAD. So, uh, you know, Evan, as always, we we turn to you for for some for some you know some of your gems and tips that you might have come across uh, in your uh, support uh, role uh, in Azure. Can you? Is there anything that you'd like to share with us? Sure. So there's actually there's just kind of my my key one for Windows Azure Active Directory, um, and th- this really comes down to what we were talking about before that Windows Azure Active Directory is your you know, it's your authentication, right? It's, that's how you manage access to your services. So the, and we talked before about the manage versus uh, um, uh, federated users. So federated users, you know, the authentication is basically passed back down to your ADFS instance, which then talks to your Active Directory uh, infrastructure. And then we have managed users, which they only exist in the cloud. So they're they're stored in, you know, our uh, our uh, authentication store and the passwords, you know, on our side, we know it versus, you know, federated. We don't know the password, 
right? We basically hand you off to your ADFS and you put your password and stuff in there and it only talks to your stuff. So the, the, the gotcha here is no matter what you do, do not delete your last managed administrative or last managed administrator account from your uh, directory, right? You can take all of them away but one. You can convert them all to federated accounts but leave at least one. And the reason I say that is this. If you somehow manage to – if you delete all of your managed users, so all of your users require talking to your on-premises ADFS infrastructure um, – that means that you can't even log in to change your federation settings. If you, for some reason, lose that ADFS infrastructure, for whatever reason, well, now you can't even log into the portal to tell me that you can't log into the portal. Right? You have no way to, to – you can't fix your federation. You can't access your accounts. You can't do anything. So the core recognition is always keep at least one. We're working on some features to make sure that you uh, can't delete all of them, but today we haven't you know, blocked all those avenues. And I have worked with several number of customers uh, over time who have been in really, really bad states because they, they had no accounts that they could use to log into their environment. Wow. That is an important tip. I hope everyone got <laughs> got that down. Uh, thanks, Evan, for that. Uh, so, well, we're kind of winding down on this uh, shorter Thanksgiving uh, edition of the Azure Podcast. Uh, but as always, we want to leave uh, users with a couple of tips and links. Um, we do have uh, them in the show notes. Uh, there's a, f- a pretty neat ebook which got released recently. Uh, it's a free ebook, uh, and it talks about um, you know how you could uh, how an enterprise can think about the hybrid storage model. You know where you store some of your uh, your data both uh, on premise and in the cloud. So there's a link to that um, in the show notes. And there's a new uh, feature called the third-party SaaS integration. Uh, Evan, uh, is that? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So, so you know, in this day and age, right, it's all about leveraging the cloud services that help you run your business. Um, while we would love for everybody to use all of our cloud services to meet all of their business needs, the reality is that there are some services that we don't provide. Um, and we recognize that, you know, for whatever reason, people like to use other services. We don't always agree, but we recognize that that does happen. Um, but we do want to make sure that we enable you to be productive doing that. So Windows Azure Active Directory actually has what's called third-party access applications where we can, you know, so you have your dir-synced users, you know, so you're completely in sync with your on-premises, and you can actually sign up and say, I want to provision all my users or provision this subset of users uh, based on an OU with Box or with Salesforce or with Google. Um, you know, it's really completely up to you, but the benefit is, you know, we're handling all that on the back end for you. So the end result is your password information, your authentication information is going to flow through. It's going to, you know, it's going to work just the same. You don't have to manage all these separate accounts. And like um, Sajit was saying earlier, um, you know, if somebody leaves, you turn them off on premises, it syncs up. They lose all their access to these cloud services, so there's no chance of, of your data leaking at that point to somebody that, that it shouldn't. Um, but we've got a link for that as well. Uh, if people want to check that out, they can do some digging into that. Awesome. Thanks, uh, thanks Evan. Well, uh, that's a wrap for this uh, edition, this Thanksgiving edition of the Azure Podcast. Uh, once again, wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving, and um, if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, please uh, contact us on our Twitter handle, which is Azure Podcast. Otherwise, uh, we shall see you guys uh, next week. 
Take care, guys. Thanks, uh, Kale and Ebony. You guys. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to the show. If you have any comments or questions, please use our Twitter handle, at Azure Podcasts. Background music has been taken from ccmixer.org under the Creative Commons license. Thank you, and see you next time.